everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Halls, and with me is a fellow babe and host of her own pod, Natch Butte, Jackie Michelle Johnson. Hi. Hi. I love that we're both triple names. We're triple names. Sarah Michelle Geller, we're coming for you. Oh my God. And you are a Michelle triple name yes so yeah you're coming for her i am she better I'm, watch out she better watch out i mean we're in the same demographic we're Why in the same you, career tier honestly yeah true. Yeah, true <laughs> icons <laughs> what um prompted you to do a triple name well honestly um there's 98 jackie johnson's okay and there's already a very established famous woman named jackie johnson who's a, a, a meteorologist here in la Okay, yeah. And that's why I'll never be able to be Googled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had to tack on that Michelle for Screen Actors Guild. I love and it. And I still go by Jackie Johnson. I'm actually, we should we should break this down because I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I need to like definitively decide. I'm like, am I Jackie Michelle Johnson? Do I want people to call me that? Is that like my thing? Or yeah. am I just Jackie Johnson? I need to, I'm having like an identity crisis. I think you should consult a numerologist. Okay, I love that. Because I, that's how I decided to go by like a triple name. Mm-hmm. Because actually our mutual friend who hosted the cannabis mm-hmm. um, event that we were at last yes. weekend, she used to be a numerologist or like oh. do numerology as like a side mm-hmm. hustle. And that's how we met. Are you talking about Elizabeth? I'm talking about Needy. Okay, got it. Okay, so yeah, or your your friends were yes. Elizabeth. We and met Stephanie. at a party, keep up. Yeah. Yes. So we met at a party and then my friend Needy has a brand called Loon yes. and she threw a co-hosted brunch with the girls from Mercury or that's, that's so a retrograde. retrograde. And who I know. Yeah, who yeah. you know. Okay, so now we have appropriate. And now backstory. we're caught up. Yes. I mean, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I so should do that. She was like, oh, your name, just Lara Shane Halls, adds up to, I think it was like an 11 or something. Or it was either a one or a two, which mm-hmm. are my challenge numbers. Interesting. And so she was like, you need to get Marie in there. So it adds up to the right amount of numbers. And ever since then, I just started going triple name. You know what my mom told me? And my mother is not um, a numerologist as far as I know. My name, Jackie Johnson, has 13 letters. Mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of serial killers have 13 letter names. Who? Would, have you researched uh, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, I want to say, I don't want to say they're wrong. I don't have numbers in front of me. Like, it's like John Wayne Gacy, Charles Manson, like all these people have the, and I was like, interesting. So maybe I should add the Michelle in there just for that alone. You Mm -hmm. know, you don't want to align with like, Mm -mm, I don't need that energy. No, who who needs that energy? You're trying to expand. Honey, we're elevating. Not limit or murder anyone. No murder. The only thing I'm murdering is the game. (laughs) That's all I'm going to murder. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So w- once I had a numerologist tell me, I was just like, I threw caution to the wind. I was like, look, it's kind of a diva move to have right. like a three name, like a high maintenance yeah. vibe, but I don't give a shit. No, I mean, I, I can't even, me. yeah, I can't even fit Jackie Michelle Johnson on Twitter. It won't even fit. So it's not on there. Really? It just says Jackie Johnson. I think they updated it. So it oh. might be able to include because I, they were doing that, which I think is very nameist. Mm-hmm. And then they expanded. So I was able to do Lara Marie Shane Hall. Yeah, I love that one. My whole life, um, my real name is Jacqueline. Okay. And it, there's 10 letters, just the first name. Mm-hmm. And every Scantron would cut me off. Every Scantron. Nine Rude. letters is the limit. Rude. Yeah. So come on. Stop That's being nameless, America. Always, yeah. I always hated that when like you go to tourist spots to even like oh, pick yeah. out a keychain. Mm-hmm. The Lara was never an option. Right. Really? No. I had a lot go... of friends named Lara growing really? up. L-A-R-A. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. There was one other girl that I grew up with, and her name was Lara. I think it was like a craze in our generation because mm-hmm. our parents loved Dr. Zhivago. Is and that then what just that is? started like naming their kids Lara. Yeah. But I watched, I had a weird experience last week. I was watching old home movies that my mom had digitized and like put on a USB and sent me. Did she I use was, Legacy Box? Use I code Nitch. I for gave half her. Well, oh, <laughs> give the promo code. <laughs> it's a really amazing company. Is it the one where you put all the yes. photos? Okay, you can put anything you want in there. Send it away. They'll digitize everything and send it back to you. Even it, like a video, vid- cassettes, DVDs, uh, mini DV tapes. Wow, any size tape photos i mean tapes like cassette tapes i have like tapes of me pretending to be howard stern uh-huh. like they've digitized all of it wow that's yeah. incredible mm-hmm. i love this like organic ad that yeah was not well i don't planned. even get paid for it i mean they pay me for ads but i don't get like any money off the code but oh, if amazing. anyone's interested it, what an amazing gift to get like father's day or or uh holidays it's the or- perfect gift i gave my mom something like that a few years ago for photos because she had so many mm-hmm. and she all of them ended up on a USB and back in how, my possession. How, yeah, so. it's like easy to do your hashtag TBTs. Yeah. You know? So I was watching this like video of a birthday that I had, maybe like a nine or a 10 year old birthday. And everyone at my birthday party was calling me Laura. <gasps> and no one had like corrected them. And these were girls that I had gone from yeah. like preschool through whatever grade I was yeah. in. And it was the most bizarre thing. And I felt like personally attacked and I mean, betrayed by everyone I, I knew. I feel that way. And that's another thing. I have a friend named Laura with an A-U-R-A. And yeah. she goes by Laura. Because okay, she's like ruining the Laras. But that's what I'm saying. Lives. You can whatever your name is you can tell people to say it the way you want to hear it you know but you have to do that mm-hmm. that's the thing because i'm i'm privileged jackie johnson yeah no one has cut and dry no one has ever mispronounced my name in the history of my birth <laughs> never you know what i mean yeah um so i don't know what it would feel like but i would imagine it wouldn't feel good mm-hmm. to have somebody calling you the wrong thing so but i also understand like oh i don't want to inconvenience and be annoying or but come on, tell people how you want your name said. Yeah, like it's your name. And that goes for like your titles. That goes, I mean, people say Natch Beauty, of mm-hmm. my podcast sometimes, and I'm like, it's actually Natch Butte. Yeah, it's actually Natch Butte. Okay, it's not beauty. And I feel like no one, like my mom didn't correct anyone. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just so kept I calling didn't know, you that. Because I'm just like young. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I know. I would really unpacked that. In I was therapy. about to say I would. Yeah, that was a true therapy moment yeah. where we were just like both horrified, right? And then like contextualize some other things. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, you've lived in LA for a long time. Thirteen years. I love it. It's crazy. How it long have time, you been here? I've been here almost eleven years. Yeah. Okay. So you get it. It goes by in the it's blink of an eye. Truly troubling. Mm-hmm. How quick it's gone by. Every day is sunny, and I then you can, just forget. I can, like it was yesterday, I remember exiting the 134 in my Ford Mustang convertible. Oh my God. Filled to the brim with like tubs of my shit. Yeah. Listening to California by the uh, Phantom Planet, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. Because the, the OC was in its prime. You had to do it. And I exited and I saw the Warner Brothers lot and I saw the water tower and I was like, oh, that's where Wacko Yakko and Dot live, you know, from <laughs> Animaniacs. I was like, oh my God, y'all, I've made it. Like, 
It was like yesterday. You came in guns blazing, honey, a Mustang I, convertible with honey, like your dreams in the trunk, honey, ready to go. I always say, pack full of all my sorority shirts and my dreams. <laughs> Where'd you move from? From Austin. Okay, yeah. love it. Straight here, baby. Drove, hit Drove the 10. straight here. Never looked back. Autopilot, honey. <laughs> I hit that fucking highway with my dreams in my back pocket. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Where did you live when you first moved out here? I lived in the Oakwoods. Okay. Oh my Which God. is, I mean, obviously, Lara. Yeah. Obviously, I that lived in the Oakwoods. That was an option. Like, that was one of the options because I came out from Chicago mm-hmm. to do like a student program. Same. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was like, we'll transition you. That's what I did. Yes. So you might want to consider the Oakwoods. Yes. That's what I did. Yeah. And then they kind of, how was that experience? How long did it you It was live incredible. At the and I'm so grateful. Yeah. I am so grateful for that first summer here. It was so perfect. It was the most perfect, picturesque, Mm -hmm. youth, coming of age, moving to L.A. moment that I could have ever hoped for. Um, So the Oakwoods, for people that don't know, they're not even the Oakwoods now. They're called something really annoying now. They've rebranded them several times. To be fair, I think they needed a facelift. There was some PR nightmares. A kind of like a darkness that had settled in around There were some celebrity deaths Mm -hmm. there. It's like also a... It's um like a short term apartment. Yes, scenario like fully for child furnished. Stars. Yes. So basically, if you live somewhere and you want your kid to be famous over the summer when they don't have school and you want to like test the waters, you fly to LA, you get an apartment furnished at the Oakwoods, and you can take your kid and schlep them to auditions. Mm-hmm. And it's also a place where people that are shooting something from that live in another city or state or work country come to the Oakwoods for a temporary time. Like, okay, we're shooting a movie for three months, we're gonna stay at the Oakwoods. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like corporate apartments. Corporate apartments for like kind of working actors yes. or actor hopefuls. Or musicians. musicians. I, I, I met so many band people that were in town to record an album or like in between tours and they didn't know where they were going to end up. Like it was such an enclave of just creative, you know, uh, strugglers. And it, it was amazing. It was the best place I could have ever been Did in that moment. A lot of people. There. So many like people. The, you ended up knowing long term. No, no. I mean, I know them all on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but that's what's beautiful about the Oakwoods. You know, I, I did move here in a program. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to University of Texas. It was University of Texas, Los Angeles. Okay. It's, a, it's sort of like studying abroad, but yeah. in LA. And technically, Los Angeles is a foreign country when you're from Texas, <laughs> you know? So that was fun. So I moved out here with like a bunch of, uh, I only knew two or three of them as in like we had a couple classes together, but nobody was like my really good friend. Yeah. Um, but then you meet all the other kids there for whatever program they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, like AFI, there was like uh, some AFI kids there. There was some like New York Film Academy. There were some kids from Syracuse University, for their program. Like it was just a bunch of like, when I say kids, I mean college kids. Yeah. And then there were child actors and their parents and musicians and it was the best i mean 
we'd have keg parties. I remember doing body shots. Like just, it was such a beautiful, I was like this, I started dating this guy who like, he was from LA and his mom is a famous actress Mm -hmm. and being a bumpkin, that was literally the most like sexy. Like he was like, he was like, you know, glamorous. Yeah. He's like offspring. Yes. But he also was like from LA and like, he drove a Prius, which this was 2006. Yeah, that I was mean, cheap. no one had a Prius. Like, like Cameron Diaz had a Prius. That's what I'm that saying. Like, I was like, oh my God, your car don't have no engine. You know, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, he would like drive me to, he'd be like, have you ever been to Coffee Bean? Have you ever been to Amoeba Records? And I was like, no, t- show me the ways of the city, you know? Wow. Like, you were ideal girlfriend. I'm telling you, in it was, situation. it was the most beautiful summer. It was so, and I, and it evoked such a joy to me. You know what I mean? I like that. it was a beautiful time. I remember I smoked marijuana for the first time, um, standing outside of Mulholland, you know, looking over and just being like, I've made it, honey. I'm 21 years old. I'm in LA. You're I'm making out in a Prius. La La Land, but it not, was a like, La La Land. 100%. When I saw La La Land, it actually did evoke a little bit of that nostalgia yeah. for that time. Because mm-hmm. it is like a moving to LA. Like the Oakwoods has a lot of potential yes. to take an extremely dark turn, yes. which is why I kind of stayed away. Yes. But I'm happy to hear that oh, it I was would, like it was an I explosion sh- of joy. I should have written a show about it, honestly. Like I remember going down to the hot tub at night and it was full mm-hmm. and just getting in and chatting. And just all the all the characters that were in that hot tub. And everyone Imagine. wants to meet each other. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I found interesting about moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. was that people were really friendly. And it's easy to kind of make friends out here right. and find like your people. As opposed to when I moved to Chicago, I knew no one. And it was really difficult to get like a friend group going. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely get a friend group. Um, half of them might end up being sociopaths. But oh, yeah. You like, know. You'll definitely meet a lot of psychos mm-hmm. and things will be like... <laughs> The way you said psychos, you go psychos. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And it will yeah. be a roller coaster, but at first they'll be really nice. Oh, yeah. I well, So then I started doing background work. Okay. And oh, that's, that's when I met the, the cuckoo kachoos. Yeah. Um, I met some kooky folks doing background work. And I, I mean, I was one of them. Yeah. I, I was just as kooky. In many ways. I did background. I was like a background casting assistant on The Dark Knight. Ooh. Over like my last summer in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Or no, my second to last summer in Chicago. And you meet some real crazies. Yes. That show up just guns blazing yep. ready to i mean it's a it's such a fascinating subculture mm-hmm. as are a lot of subculture did you watch the game of thrones documentary no i didn't i was never into game yeah. of thrones there was the the finale just happened and then the next week they did it it was a two-hour documentary about like the final season mm-hmm. and my favorite storyline if i'm being honest i thought it was kind of boring but my favorite storyline of the whole documentary was this extra he lives in Belfast and he's been an extra like forever on the show. And he essentially thinks he's really a knight. And he truly thinks he like is in the Stark army. Wow. And and he even had like custom jackets made for all the extras that has like House Stark on it. Like and I was like, I know him. Like I worked with people like that. Yeah. Um, and it's fascinating. And I was like, I want to see a documentary about him and his life and his daily life. And what's he going to do now that Game of Thrones is over? And like, wh- how did he stumble into this career path? And like, I was like, I want to know what he's up to. Yeah. He was I the most like fascinating person in the whole documentary. The like, the like little people mm-hmm. that are making things happen behind yes. the scenes. Yes. Cause there's so in a show like that. Oh yeah. And also on like a movie like Dark Knight, there's, 
hundreds, yes. if not thousands of extras and truly, coming in and out that you have to manage. And truly, the show wouldn't be there without them. No. I mean, they're very important. Mm-hmm. Especially like battle scenes and like i'm like these people are working their asses off for nothing yes all day yes in the heat thankless work honestly sandwiches with garbage food yeah yes they serve them troughs of gruel they're the real heroes i I mean honestly i remember when i was watching i think it was the emmys it might have been the screen actors guild rachel brosnahan thanked the extras on marvelous mrs Maisel. oh and there's in the most sincere it was was the most sincere thoughtful thing and i remember being like i see you rachel mm-hmm. because i was like no one fucking thanks the extras i I was one for two years yeah you're they don't even the most of the main cast don't even look you in the eye they just walk past you and i get it they're working there it's their process and you know i don't know what they're going through i'm sure it's not easy but her just giving that little st- sentence of like everyone on this show is important i'm thankful for the background artists on this show i was like that is so nice of you yeah it's a thankless job and it's mm-hmm. so important. And they care when you're doing that kind of work, you care so much. Right. And it's like everyone that is being an extra, I mean, it, unless it's like the night guy who mm-hmm. is like just committed to that nightlife. Right. They have visions of stardom themselves. 100%. And most likely, a lot of them probably will never get like their dream. Right. Yeah. It's just so the truth. Yeah. You got to just thank them. Right. When you get your dream. I always, now when I act, I always like talk to the ex, the background and like cut up and like am nice. And mm-hmm. cause I'm just like, I know the struggle, baby. I used to go. I mean, I did that for two years. What were you in? Everything. Everything. Would you just go to call like wide casting calls or did how did you approach it? Um, So it's a whole thing. I don't even know how it works now because I've been out of the game for so long. But yeah. there's a place called Central Casting. They're the main casting place. Mm-hmm. And they have like open registration hours three times a week. And you show up and you literally just stand in line. And then they take your photo and you fill out a card that's like, these are my sizes. These are my special skills. These are the costumes I own. And then there would be a hotline you call and you'd be like, hi, we're looking for like 80, you know, club goers. And you call and you like punch in your code and they pull you up. And if you fit the bill, they'll go, okay, you're hired. Yeah. I'm sure now it's all done online and whatever. But I mean, everything that came out between 2007 and 2010, I was in the background of every movie, every TV show, everything. Amazing. You can see me plain as day. Yeah. In like 20 movies. Did you have red hair back then? Um, I no, I had all kinds of different hair. I was okay. I when I first moved here, I started getting highlights like Misha Barton, again the OC. Yeah. And so she I was, was kind of blonde. Influential. Yes. Oh, I had a her got milk ad is mm-hmm. what I brought into the hairdresser. Oh my god. I said I need this highlight, this cut. She had the perfect highlight. Oh yeah, the perfect like California easy fun cute girl yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yes, girl, I want to be her." Yeah. Same. I identify. Same. This is who I want to be. Same, yeah. Now Misha would be lucky to be an extra, except she's going to be on the hills. That's right. And I cannot fucking wait. Honestly, so I saw the trailer and I was like, Justin Bobby, I see you. You're looking good these days. He, Justin Bobby aged extreme. Like he handsome. Did. He's handsome. I've always thought that he was handsome. Yeah. I'm a little like, where has he been? I'm excited yes. to see like what he's been doing other than like Same. riding a motorcycle Same. around. I can't wait to hear that whole backstory. Where's Justin Bobby been? I feel like it's like he just rode back and forth from LA to Malibu for the last 10 years. But he's been wearing his sunscreen. Yeah. Because he looks good. 
Um, I can't wait for the hills. And I do want like the resurgence of Misha. I think she deserves like a real shot right. again. She looks great. Mm-hmm. I run into her semi often now and it's so weird. Really? Well, I manifested her into my life. I was obsessed with her when I was doing background work. Um, I got called in cause she's 5'10 like me. Yeah. So I got called in once they were like, we're looking for some hand models to do like insert shots. And I did it for Charlize Theron. I didn't get picked. I was uh-huh. just chosen to go and cause my hands are very big. Yeah. Even though I'm 5'10, they wanted somebody that was 5'10, but had like, you know, nice looking hands. And mm-hmm. I have, and they wanted a little more petite, but th- I did the same thing for Misha and I got to go to set and we all held our hands out and she picked. But I remember just being like, I That's did it. I manifested the, her. That would be the number one yeah. prize. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So you and do they have really nice hands. They, I mean, they're nice, but they're just long and big. And they wanted like, she picked some, the littlest, most petite hands. Yeah. But I see her, we have circle friend, like my friend's hairdresser is her hairdresser. I see them at party. Like, and I'm just like, yeah, she's among so us in your life. I mean, you know, to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've thought about ask, actually emailing her and seeing if she wants to come on Natch Butte. Oh my God. Because her totally email should. address is in her fucking Instagram bio and it's like Misha Barton at Gmail. I'm not even joking. Misha, she is wanting to work. And right. I want to give her that opportunity. I really engaged on a major level with Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And so I was so happy when she was on that show, but it seemed like not a great fit. Right. And I feel like she could really shine on the hills. I think she's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Fame is an easy. Fame is an easy. Um, I think she has she, like mom drama yes. with like a mom family stuff, which is truly yes. psychotic. I mean, I can't even begin no. to mm-hmm. unpack for her. But I'll say this: she was a fucking style icon. Yeah, she was in the early aughts, literally the it girl, mm-hmm. and she, no one can ever take that from her. No. So I see you, Misha, and I hope you flourish. <laughs> honestly yes. like i'm obsessed we root we we, we stand <laughs> we stand amisha queen so you were hand modeling i tried yeah. doing background mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. and then and then what happened i mean you, you know graduated. what graduated i have actually the writer's strike okay yeah, uh, back in the was... day ended all this production work and then i was out of money and i just pivoted to but dog walking and i was a celebrity dog walker for five years oh my god mm-hmm. so you met like every celebs i mean a lot yeah wow it was wild it's a wild that's another subculture who so wait there's like multiple celeb dog walkers oh yeah is competition fierce uh yes and they they um what not scalp is that scalping like when you scoop up a a, a, a poach 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 there's poachers galore oh my god if anyone lives in la and you want to see a slice of a world you know nothing about like i'm fascinated by subcultures yeah go to the laurel canyon dog park it's like laurel and maholland Mm -hmm. and just go there one wednesday afternoon and just observe what you see there are dog walking clicks there are each person with their whole horde of dogs there's these two people who they're a husband and wife team they drive these big vans with their faces on them they dress like safari so they wear like khaki (laughs) safari hats and matching khaki shorts and vests i trust that and they unload their car and then they take up the whole back section of the dog park and it's like a known rule like an unwritten rule like you're not allowed to take your dogs anywhere near their area Mm -hmm. and if you do they'll chew you out they're like get the hell away yeah from and it's so interesting it's just like everyone's just accepted this as fact and like everyone you know obliges but i'm like i remember i like went over there and they were like excuse me this is our corner whoa i was like i'm sorry i don't see a sign this is a public park that's aggro but then as like a future dog owner right like that's the kind of energy i True. would love a dog and i'll tell you what have they, around my dog yes they take their job very seriously and they're very good at it but i mean they poach mm-hmm. i remember 
I had because word gets out. Yeah, they'd be like, um, "Excuse me, is that America Ferrera's pit bull you have?" And I'd be like, "How the fuck did you know that? I made that up, by the way, yeah. so nobody Google it." Yeah, it's like, um, "How did you know that?" Well, because my neighbor uh, is my client, and I tried to get her to hire us, and she didn't. So, like, what made her sign up with you? What did you do? What's the rate? Like, I'm in the. It's crazy. So they'd ask. It's like the you dog that, walk like, mafia. Wow, it's intense. So how did you get clients? Did you well? Sign I up worked for a someone. No, I worked for someone. Okay. It was such a crazy happenstance. Like uh, I've gotten a lot of my re- jobs off Craigslist. Okay, a lot. I love. Craigslist. Um, I'm not sure what the scene is like now. Be careful out there, everybody. But back in the you know whatever this was, 2010. Yeah, you know ish. Um, that's when you're a struggling artist, you go to that friggin' miscellaneous section or the part-time section and mm-hmm. you just see what's out there, you know? And, um, this was after the, the writer's strike was going. So all the extra work and I was out of cash and I remember called my dad and I was like, I need help with rent. And he goes, this is literally the last time I will ever pay your rent in your life. So if you don't get a job and figure this shit out, sorry, but you got to move home. Yeah. And I was like, on. it lit a fire under my ass. It was like dog walking. I'm like, what a stupid job. I could do that. Yeah. I'm like a dog freak. I love mm-hmm. animals. So I just started like Googling, sending cover letters, figuring it out. And I got hired to work for this woman who's a renowned dog trainer. And um, so I got to like learn a lot of dog training stuff. And my dog is like the most well-behaved dog in the world. And people mm-hmm. always ask me like, how's your dog so well-behaved? I'm like, I used to work for a dog behavioralist who really, truly helped me with her. And um, I learned a ton and I'm just good with dogs. And I had, I loved it. It was really your dog valued work in my life. I loved my job. It's just, I woke up one day and I was like, wow, I've literally worked my way up to the top of the dog walking chain. And I did not move here to do this. I want a movie about your oh, dog I've, walking I've experience. Written, I've written some stuff. I need that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I'm in like a dog head now and yeah. i was not a dog head for a long time yeah. i was like a total cat person yeah. same and then there's been a shift i'm actually adopting a dog on saturday oh my goodness. um i'm getting a pug I'm so <gasps> oh that's right we excited. talked about it when yeah, we met yeah, yeah. Oh i showed god. you the pic oh my um, god. and Baby. i can't wait but i've been watching like tons of training videos mm-hmm. online and like i'm going to be intense about it but i can see how your energy like you have this authoritative like presence yeah and they were so calm with me Mm -hmm. like and it's a good feeling when you're in a room with nine dogs and yourself Mm -hmm. and they're all calm and they have a lot of respect for you i guess i'll tell you a quick they trust that you know what the best thing is for right. them and you know what you're doing but honestly they could all turn on me yeah you know what i mean is these were big dogs they could maul they you loved, at any time they could maul me at any time go straight for the neck and just fucking end it all mm-hmm. maybe you were a dog in a past life i have you would done be any, honored like, past life i have work? but we Did haven't dog ever no up? animals have come up now okay. but i've had two different people tell me i was clergy in a past life which is very interesting whoa yep what kind of clergy did they elaborate on that it was in the early biblical times and mm-hmm. I, I was told that I made a vow of poverty so strong that the universe is still fighting that. Holy. Which is why money has been hard for me to acquire. Is that interesting? Wow. Yeah. I love any sort of explanation like that. Right. Where you but, can just like. But the, that was the second time I've been told that. That's why I was like. That oh, you were clergy and fuck, you made the yeah. vow of poverty. Well, she, so the first one told me I was clergy. The second one told me I was clergy and I made a vow of poverty. But I was like. I don't know. I the fact that two of them have told me that is very interesting. Okay, then I believe it. Yeah, I want to figure out if anyone's listening. I mean, this is now we've really crossed into LA conversation. Yeah, 
Um, Why not? I love like, a, yeah, I've same. never done a past life thing when yeah. I'm dying to know. I want to do, um, there's a word where they like go back through your whole archive. Akasic yes, records, I want to do that. Records, yeah. I want to do that. I know a person I okay, can good. connect send you with. Okay, good. Send me that link. Um, Wait, the, so what do you do to get rid that's of this what I'm, That's poverty. what I want somebody's help with because I have a friend who was like, I can do a money spell. I said, I don't need a money spell. I need to make a vow of money. I need yeah. to make a vow of funds earning. Maybe you need to like go to a church mm-hmm. and like make it rain on the altar or something yeah, like that. I, I need someone's expertise on what to do here. Because like, I think a money spell wouldn't be powerful enough. I need someone who can straight up revoke a vow yeah, like that is transcended it and then centuries like and open. centuries of time yeah it's intense i hate that for your past like i feel like it was really coming from a great place mm-hmm, of course like your former like right priest or priestess they didn't know i was gonna be in la trying to fucking do comedy yeah. you know what i mean because i <laughs> but that is one thing that is part of my personality is i cannot stand gross flaunting of excessive wealth yeah it is one of the most disgusting i hate when people drive like I mean, like, let's just, I'm going to call her out fucking Kylie Jenner. Okay. okay that's exactly who I was going to say. I'm like, cause I all have, she like, does is Snapchat her 50 cars and her fucking diamonds and her. And I'm just like, you're telling all these young people who follow you that you need to have a fucking fancy car. And, I, and I'm just like, you don't need to have a fancy car. Drive a car that will safely get you from A to B. That is it. And if you have money and you want to have something nice, I'm not trying to shame you. But flaunting excessive wealth is such a disgusting thing to do when we all know the poverty in this country children with no fucking food the poverty in this world and, mm-hmm. and how many people are suffering to just be like here's my 78 cars yeah. it's like honey you need one car if you're rich have two or three or have 70 don't be fucking flaunting them all over the internet yeah it's disgusting she maybe that's it. my clergy talking that's your but clergy. you know what it fucking pisses this is me the off of poverty but yeah but so what do you say should i should i fucking be I more like kylie or what i don't think anyone like I think vows of poverty mm-hmm. are kind of overrated. Is that title of app? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we just uncovered it. Vow of poverty. Like I respect where the vow of poverty comes yes, from. Yes, hundred percent. Totally on like a cerebral level, agree. Like, yes, and but I think that it's like you're not doing yourself or anyone any favors if you're taking away vital resources 100%. to allow you to shine and 100%. do your best job and then hopefully help other people a hundred percent as well and that's what i'm saying because like think back and i've had moments where i've been like so broke like i'm eating cheerios being like same what the fuck am dollar I general do? ramen honey yeah like yeah. being like uh the money is going to run out and like I TBD where it's like I can feel like a physical reaction yes. start when I even think about it. Right. And in those periods of times have been really good for getting like scrappy and super resourceful. Right. But as far as creativity goes, it does not oh, help my creative process sure. whatsoever. For sure. So for that reason, I'm like, give me a lot of I'm like vow of wealth. Yes. So vow I, of abundance. Vow I mean, of abundance. Vow so that of I can abundance. Do what it is I meant to yes, do. Yes. And then I've been through those like tough experiences. So I know how to not be a fucking asshole. Right. About it. Yes. Same. I need because a- I've definitely been on the other side where it's just like entitled. Yes. Like girl with an allowance. And that same. didn't do me any favors. Same. I need a vow of abundance. Yeah whoever can do that readers please write and in it needs to be powerful yeah like what are the vows sending a fucking vow of poverty made in biblical times powerful yeah so no groupons of, need apply honey no, i need no the groupons. real deal no yes. you need like 
a lottery, mm-hmm. like the equivalent of winning the lottery. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So listen, the DMs are open. Wait, what is your, what else, like what other past lives aside from a clergy? Um, I was uh, in e- the Egyptian times. Okay. That was one we that. covered. Mm-hmm. And we got into like a lot of stuff with my um, ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he I mean, he's still my husband, but I'm getting divorced. divorce. Yeah. So we got into some stuff with that. And like I was... you had known him in mm-hmm. a past life too. Mm-hmm. We were what brother your... and sister, <laughs> which I've been told again twice. Did you know that before you guys got married? Yes. And you're still like, yeah, I'm going to marry him. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's like you find... You, you know, we, we found each other in this life. Right. And and it turns out we weren't, our marriage wasn't so, you know, it didn't work out, but, yeah. but we found each other in this life, which actually kind of makes sense. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like just because we knew each other back then in this way, doesn't mean we should have gotten married in this life, but we did, we did have a meaningful, yeah, you know, connection. thing that changed my life forever. Yes. Um, so he still impacted me in this lifetime, you know? Yeah. I just wonder like as a general rule, if like inset, like you're basically oh, committing like current life. Incest. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. That was why I was like, and then you said, cause if someone told me that I'd be like, Oh my God, like this freaks me out. But oh, I mean, see, if you're in I love, you'd still be really pure. Yeah. I, f- I found the opposite. It's like fla- your flowers in the attic. Oh God. Even though I haven't read that book, yeah. but I just know. Right. Wait. Okay. So I'm an old soul. Motherfucker. I'm an old soul. What were you doing in Egypt? Um, I'm not sure. I know I played music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I yep. see you with like a harp. Oh, honey, I was harping, and I love the harp. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I, love, I just I love when a harp. you said Egypt, I got like a chill, mm-hmm. and then you said music, and yeah. I just envisioned a harp. I love that. For I me. love that. I love that for Egyptian Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, I don't know if I should say. I don't know. Like, if does that like mess up everything? No. Um, that what's happened? What's done is done. That's true. Well, I'm not going to get into any more of it. Okay. Just because I don't know. It, I, I don't know if my spirit guides would would be pleased with me like putting out my whole Akashic records on this pod. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I think if you feel comfortable circling back, yes, because my spirit guides would really love it. If yeah, <laughs> maybe they're all probably having tea right now. Um, I'm gonna have to get your past life person. Yeah, from like get a name. Oh, I have. I'm dying. For I this. have amazing people. Okay. Yeah, I love it. What other new age like LA stuff are you into? I mean, I just you learned transcendental all, meditation. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily LA, but I just, I just trained and did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to get into it. It's not easy. I'm, I'm pretty high strung and especially like with everything I'm going through right now, it's, you know, I'm getting a divorce. I'm in the middle of a divorce right now. So, it, you know, I, I've, I've been having a hard time like making the time to do the meditation because, you know, you have to, it's basically an hour a day. Yeah. It's like 20 day. minutes twice 20 a day. 20 twice a day, but you have to come in and out of it. So it's really 30-30. Like, you have to, like, ease yourself mm-hmm. into it. Ease yourself in, ease yourself oh. out. So really, it's, like, 30-minute, 30-minute. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, like, a busy work schedule. It, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. Um, Sometimes I'm super busy. Sometimes I have five auditions in a week. Sometimes I have none. Like, you know, I'm just... Sometimes I'm going to weed parties at the Chateau Maman. Yeah. Like, where we met, you know, so... Um, I would say that's one. I feel like I'm kind of... I'll do anything once mm-hmm. in terms of, like, wellness... Pretty much. I, you know what I really want to do? I want to do one of those like deprivation tanks. Yeah. Have you done that? Done. I haven't done that. I'm really curious about it. Yeah. It seems cool. Being like alone in your thoughts. Just floating. Yeah. In darkness. Yeah. I'm nervous I'm about it. Yeah. We should go. Yeah. I would totally Somebody go. told me you can get once again, Groupon, not no, no sponsorship here. 
you can get a Groupon for it and it's not very much. Yeah. I mean, it's just water. Right. And I guess the tanks are probably expensive to power to keep right. the water. Like, you got to clean it all out. And, you know. Oh, yeah. You have to flush that. After right. Right. Everything. I don't want to float, float somebody's dirty sand cells. water. Yeah. yeah. It's the last thing I need right now. I know. That sounds pretty zen. Mm hmm. I love it. Yeah. Did Did you know I just recently swam with sharks in the open ocean in Hawaii? Really? Yeah. Someone just got killed by a <gasps> shark in Maui. Oh, shit. A guy got his leg bit <gasps> off and then they and then dragged he... him to shore and he was dead. Oh, my God. I know. I... He was on vacation with his wife. They were like older, like not old, oh, my but God. in their 50s or 60s. I have to Google 60s. what happened. Yeah. It was in Maui at right off the coast of where I had stayed wow. when I was in Maui like a year and a half ago. Was he out deep? Or He was like, I think... 50 yards or okay, so 100 no. yards because i was like miles and miles deep you were like way out in the middle deep of the ocean. ocean in the middle of did you scuba dive 50 sharks what? no we snorkeled and but the sharks stayed away from my you. fin there was a shark a foot away from my fin what kind of shark oh, they were all kinds all do they kinds. go and like chum the water so that they're like kind they, of excited? Yeah, yeah. They make the noises and they hit the boat and like, I mean, when we pulled up, they were, I could see them in the water next to the boat. They were that high up in the water. And is there like a guarantee that you won't get bit? No, I mean, we all signed like waivers being like, <laughs> we're not going to sue, but they went over it all with us. You know, as that's why I did like it. Calm. It was like a kooky, like embrace your power move you know i was like and you're not in cages or anything you just dip in and and if you assert yourself as an equal they're not going to fuck with you it's the theory that's the same thing with the dog walker though it's like a don't fuck with me i'm not scared of animals yeah i'm not scared of animals i never have been sharks terrifying yeah like always ever since i watched jaws it was over after yeah see it, it never so, is, but as long as you're just like still and not like thrashing, that's about. what they said. They said don't thrash, and I guess um, I don't remember now. I think you're supposed to look them in the eye. Google it before anybody jumps in the ocean and looks. Uh, Looking a shark and it's dead shark right. eyes. That's a lot. Oh my god! When I was in Japan last year, I went to the um, Snow Monkey Resort in the Alps, mm-hmm. and there's signs everywhere. Do not look at the monkeys in the eye. Do not open your mouth and look them in the eye. Like all these times. I didn't read any of them because <laughs> they're like a foot away from me that you they're everywhere. I walked right up to a monkey in Japan in the Alps and I go, thanks for letting us visit you. And it goes, <laughs> it shoved its fists into the ground and opened its mouth and showed its teeth. And it almost killed me. I mean, and then I read the sign. It was like, do not open your mouth and make eye contact with the monkeys. They see it as a threat. Oh, my God. That monkey could have attacked me. How big was it? I mean, little, but yeah, still. But still, they're wild. Yes, it could have ripped my creatures. aorta out. Yeah. You know? At least, like, slapped you. A hundred, scratched me, bit mm-hmm. me. Um, I mean, it would have been one hell of a story, but I'm not trying to get mauled by a damn monkey in no. Japan. You're like, no no injuries to the face no in- yes honey <laughs> neck up we are sacred <laughs> so you had your dog walking mm-hmm. experience you mm-hmm. quickly rose in the ranks yes became queen of the dog i walk mean pretty game. much yeah and then what happened from there i woke up one day and realized that i did not move to la to be a dog walker mm-hmm. I, it was really important work that i felt very valued in and i enjoyed it but i it was it was my whole career was becoming secondary to it. Yeah. And I mean, at this point I was on a team at Upright Citizens Brigade and I was performing and like really trying to like make the career and the comedy happen. And I found myself 
like canceling rehearsals and auditions to like go meet a dog on the tarmac at the airport so it would make its flight to St. Bart's. I mean, I'm not even joking. Yeah. And I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And so I just, I quit. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, and I was like, leap in the net will appear. And no, no net appeared. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, no net appeared. Okay. The dog looked out the window of the PJ. Yes. Bye, bitch. Yes. And so I was like, well, I need another job. So that's when I went to eyelash technician school and I learned how to do eyelash extensions, Mm -hmm. which I get again, did for five years, four years. So I was running my own eyelash company. I love that. And then it, it was, was called Jack, Jack, your lashes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, your mm-hmm. lashes. And that was great. And it went great. And again, it was like word of mouth and I was doing all these like powerful women and, and, and it was, it was spreading. I mean, I was doing big celebrities. Like it was crazy. It was yeah. once again, the dog walking thing. Yeah. And I've realized that in LA and this might be everywhere, but in LA specifically, like it's hard to get somebody who's good at what they do and who's honest mm-hmm. and who, and because that's why I used to walk every showrunner's dogs in this town. None, none of them wanted to help me because they loved how good I was at walking their dog. I showed up every day on time. Fuck. I was loyal. I was honest. They didn't want me to not be their dog walker. Yeah. Same with the eyelashes. Yeah. I sat for two hours with these women and I'd make them laugh. And, and they would go, you're funny. They'd be like, yeah, you want to help me out? You're an agent. You want to help? And they'd be like, um, can you come back and do my fill in two weeks? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like they didn't want to, uh, help me out. They wanted me to keep doing my excellent work. Yeah. So once again, um, when I started Nash Butte, I stopped. I was the first time I'd never not had a side job in all of the whole time I've been in LA. Mm-hmm. It was really powerful. And, and now I, you're killing the podcast. And now game. I'm slaying you that. You have a track record of, like building up businesses building and bailing up businesses, on them <laughs> eventually bailing but like yeah. really committing yourself right. and doing like rising quickly and well i think it's just and, like, passion for what success. you do yeah and taking it seriously mm-hmm. and being a good person yeah yeah but then the podcast like po- and i found this too it's such a good way to just like take control yes and then basically that's like the best thing about it and each one of these jobs kind of helped feed the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the dog walking, I met so many contacts that when I started Jackie O'Lashes, I had like this big roster of like powerful, wealthy women yeah. that really liked me. And I explained to them like what I, and they were like, great, come do my lashes. And then they'd go around town and people go, your lashes look great. And they go, oh, my friend did them. And then I get clients. And Natch Butte, half my guests were my A-list lash clients from the beginning. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, so they knew I was funny. They trusted me. And I was like, hey, would you do this show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, boom. I love it. Yeah. They all fed each other. That's so exciting. Yep. I remember being out here, and I told you this when we met, um, but you were one of the first people that I saw do like storytelling mm-hmm. shows. And I was like, this is the funniest girl well, like I've you. ever and seen. And I'm pretty sure I was walking dogs. Yeah. yeah. I think that was in your mm-hmm. dog walking era. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you might've even told a story about a dog. I'm probably, I mean, it was, there's so much material. Yeah. It's, it's ripe for parody. But I was just like, and this was years ago, like 2009 or 10. Yeah. Probably. And yeah. it was just like, I want to know her. Yeah. And so I was glad the How universe funny. brought us together. I know. I'm eventually. telling you, we manifested like I did Misha Barton. So wait, what is the, so you love beauty. Mm-hmm. What did lashes get you into that? Or were you always like, it was so when I leapt and no net appeared, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have to have another job. I was like, I'm not going to wait tables. 
Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fold t-shirts. I was like, what can I do? I need to make money. I started like, I went on Craigslist. I started poking <laughs> back around. Back to Craigslist. Back to the Craigslist, baby. That might be another title of that. Back to Craigslist. I always go back to Craigslist. That, that's actually a Taylor Swift song. Um, <laughs> but... I remember like just like went into like I guess I clicked on the cosmetology one or something because I was thinking maybe I love facials I love skin I love hair I love glam I was like maybe I could go to esthetician school I was like I could build up a client base and like so then I realized oh you got to go to school for a long time there's Mm -hmm. a lot to it it's medical um and so then I saw the eyelash thing and eyelashes are huge now but this was I don't even know how many years ago now seven years ago like this was in the dawn of the dawning the of lash like California revolution. lashes yeah because in Japan it's been a thing but it, you know um and I was like oh it's only a two-day course it's two thousand dollars and I was always really good at putting on false eyelashes mm-hmm. I know now there's no correlation to the skills but I didn't know that at the time but it's still like I used to have detailed. my sorority sisters would line up at my door and I would lash every single one of them before they went out for the night wow because I just was really good at putting on fake eyelashes it's not easy no it's not yeah I've like tried to do it maybe twice and yeah. it was a disaster and yeah then I was like never again yeah it's not easy to do um, it's What's a very nuanced skill. Delta Gamma at University of Texas. What is the like sorority vibe there? I've never been in a sorority or anything. Well, UT is so giant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like the second largest school in America. Yeah. Um, and Greek life is just as diverse. Mm-hmm. I think each house has a vibe. What is the vibe of your house? We were our, we were all over the place. I had um, trust fund girls and I had girls who were waiters that paid their own dues and like schlepped uh, their side job. You know, it was we had everybody and mm-hmm. we were really chill. And uh, I don't know if that's still the vibe there today, because I'm sure they evolve over time into different things. But it's so funny because you'd be like, oh, the Delta Gammas are the blondes or the Delta, the Delta Tridelts. The Tridelts are the blondes. The Thetas are the rich girls. Like whatever. You can like kind of give those that term. Same with like the fraternities. Yeah. Like, oh, those are the day rapers. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every <laughs> single one, honey. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, you could kind of stereotype like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm really pleased with my, my choice. Did you rush like a lot of different options? You, you, yeah. Oh my God. It's a whole thing. It's That's- because you rush like a bunch of different places. Everyone. Then they like give you a letter yes. to let you know yes. if you're in or you're yes. out. It's really intense. That's like, it's intense. So X factor. It's, it is such, so X factor. You, I mean, you go to college a week early Mm -hmm. and you stay in the dorms and you dress up and you schlep in the heat and you go to every sorority house and they do this whole presentation for you and you chat. And then the next day you get like a little letter that's like, these are the houses that invited you back. If there's more than seven, you have to cut them. But if there's less than seven, it means you weren't invited back to like the maximum amount. And Mm -hmm. then you go to those and you keep getting cut, keep getting cut. And at the end you go to three on prep night and then you choose the, the order you want. And then you find out the next day which one gave you a bid. That's the most stressful. It's intense. I mean, I know process. I've I know ever girls heard. that didn't get into the house they wanted, so they dropped out of college. Uh, yeah, I'm transferred sure. to another school, so they would go back to so they could pledge house again. and then transfer back into UT. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work to go through just to like have yes. friends. Yes, it's. I mean, I don't but recommend like, it. I grew up in Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. like my parents both went to OU, mm-hmm. and I had also like friend, their friends, like daughters, were in mm-hmm. sororities at OSU, mm-hmm. and I got to go 
tour sorority mm-hmm. houses and just see when I was little. Where'd you go? I ended up going to Columbia College, Chicago. Okay, I'm glad I don't you know what they're. I'm glad Greek you didn't like. go to OU. <laughs> no, I was not going to go to yeah. OU, but we would have been enemies. I know. Well, you know that's the thing. Like, I really kind of don't care. I think oh, yeah, I, I think rivalry can be fun and healthy, but for some reason, the UT OU sooners um longhorns rivalry is really deeply embedded in me and i just fucking hate ou and any sooners listening i'm sure you're great but i'm just saying this is you know how important this rivalry is yeah it's like for us because you probably call it texas ou weekend yes, yes, we yes. call it ou, OU texas. texas weekend yeah. and it's like texas sucks. the red river shootout yeah yeah and it's like a high drama oh i've i had again in october 100 it's like all about partying yes. and college football i had some dark dark times on those trips oh, it's i've never had like a fun time mm-hmm. on one of those trips it was really really dark yeah i've got i remember like my boyfriend in college and i getting in huge fights and like it's just like everybody's drunk and like just fucking... binge drinking yes. the last time i went i think my sister was like in college or like senior year in high school and she got really drunk and like threw up all over herself yeah on the bed, it's and I dark to, like clean it up and clean her up and, oh my like, god make sure no one knew that she'd been drinking and i was like i could go without ever oh, yeah. going to one of these ever again i remember i went to because it's at the cotton bowl which is on the texas state fair fairgrounds so there are corn dogs that's like There's a bonus. corn dogs yeah I was underage. I was 20. Mm-hmm. And my sorority sister, Allison, goes, I found a vendor that doesn't card. So we would literally get a beer and drink it and get another beer and drink it because I was like, until he catches on, we're going to get as many beers as we can in our bodies. <laughs> so we literally would chug a beer and be like, I'll have another one. I'll have another one. I mean, how fucking insane. You know what I mean? Like, I was so fucked up. And then I picked a fight with my boyfriend. I was standing in front of Big Tex, which is like the big cowboy at the same shoving him screaming at him amazing domestic of uh, domestic violence <laughs> at the state fair from an underage drunk sorority girl it's dark as fuck <laughs> if you know me that's so out of my realm now i don't yeah, even drink don't alcohol like a shover. yeah i'm not but i was yeah it's dark well you put enough booze in someone in that kind of environment Plus you're young and i was like all chemically imbalanced from my fucking you know nuva ring or whatever <laughs> so much going on there was so many chemicals yeah it's not a good <laughs> not zone. a good look honey not a good not look. a good look the only reason i would want to go is so i could be in like dallas yes and then shop yes because oklahoma city believe it or not had oh, terrible shopping i never would have thought yeah yeah hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to OU yeah. either. It was just like not going to happen. But at the me. same time, again, I'm kind of glad I have that story. Yeah. Like having, I was, talk about privilege. You had like a like college experience. college experience. I would go to these frat parties and look around and being a film student, I would go, this is a movie. These are extras. This is a beautiful shot. This is, they couldn't create this. Mm-hmm. It's real. Yeah. And I'm just looking around being like, wow. I have the true Southern collegiate experience right now. And I will never take that for granted. I'm so happy I got to have that. 
Are you still friends with your sorority sisters? I mean, if I'm being honest, not close friends wow. really with any of them. I mean, we catch up and we DM on Instagram and like, but like no one's like my homie homie. Yeah. Um, it's not like, cause they bill it as like friends for life. Well, I think it beyond. should be. And honestly, I think I've, uh, through therapy and things I'm realizing, um, you know, uh, that, it's maintaining friendships mm-hmm. long term, especially if like people from my past, I think is an issue that yeah. I've, I mean, cause I meet people now and they're just, they're networkers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is my friend. I've known him since I was five. This is me. He went to college with me. This person went to the, and I'm like, wow, I should have taken more advantage of that. Yeah. I don't, I'm the same way where I have not, it's been difficult. Like mm-hmm. I have a select few friends that I've known for like multiple mm-hmm. years, like long time, mm-hmm. but like, it's hard to maintain. Yeah. And I know that if we all got in the same room, we would have a great time and we'd pick back up where we left off. But I yeah. just, it, it, we didn't really stay in each other's lives, you know, long term. What does your therapist say about like, how do you change that energy? I don't know. It's for me. I just have a really hard time reaching out. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm like, nobody wants to hear from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is definitely probably not true, mm-hmm. but I'm working on it. And also I'm like, I'm the kind of person I also don't love a reach out. Mm-hmm. And I love to be reached out to, mm-hmm. but then after a while it'll give me anxiety mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of like blow off. Like yeah. I want to know that someone wants to reach out to right. me and really wants me right. and then be able to like cut it off. Yeah. Which is not a great quality. Yeah. I mean, I'm also trying to work on, but it's like, it's interesting. It's all stuff that gets embedded in mm-hmm. you in a young age. Yes. All it, goes back to how you're always, always all of it. Yeah. It's been interesting because of everything going on in my personal life right now. The reach outs are very strong. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm like, what's your intention? Do you want to hang out with me because you feel bad for me? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hang out with me because you are concerned and, you know, really kind of want to reconnect after hearing what I'm going through? Or are you just a gossip mm-hmm. and you like want to get the tea? Yeah. I'm like, why I'm divorcing and like what's going on in my life, you know? And it's been interesting to navigate that because I pretty much can instantly tell mm-hmm. once I get in front of them. Yeah. It's like, how are you? So what happened? What's going on? I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Um, But I've been getting a lot of free lunches. I'll tell you that. I love that. Why not, baby? That's worth it. Yeah. I, I mean, do it for a meal. All, same. Mm-hmm. Snacks are a big incentive to me at this stage of my life. Definitely. I don't know what that says, but like, you know, if you, if you want to pay, I'll spill. Take me out to dinner or lunch mm-hmm. at a great restaurant yes. and I'll tell you everything same. you need to know. Same. Yeah. Yeah. What? So you filed for divorce recently. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Yep. It is. It's weird. I, it's, 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 listen, it's crazy. I, I just a couple days ago got the email where I read through everything and it's your entire life with a person in a, in a document Mm -hmm. and it's very sterile. It's in black and white. You're the, the numbers of your accounts, you know, like my dog's name is in it. It's just like really it was a really crazy thing to read. And the, the emotions I was having were, it was like a, a very, I read it. I, cause I say I read it dead eyed. I just numbed myself in yeah. order to self-preserve. You kind of have to. Yes. In situation. Because it's so intense. Even now, like I could totally lose it right now, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it composed. It was, it was a very intense moment. It was one of those moments throughout this period where I saw my body, above like i like rose up and saw myself looking at it because it was that intense of a thing yeah to like read this paper that has my entire fucking life and when it all comes down to like 
like a relationship is just summed up yes. with like paragraphs yes. and numbers. And I mean, then you're like, a relationship mean it was beyond... it was my life yeah i mean eight years mm-hmm. of my life mm-hmm. my partnership my whole life yeah in a fucking paper it's pretty crazy yeah yeah i'm sorry I didn't no mean yeah to, like, no you cry. but that's where i'm at now it's so crazy because um i can be fine and then oh like it starts coming out yeah you know well, there's such a grieving process, I'm yes, sure. It is. And and everyone, this is the really, honestly, the first grief I've ever really processed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, my grandparents died, you know. But grandparents, but they're old and you're a kid. And exactly. This was a, this this whole divorce was a, a lot of feelings, a lot of grief, a lot of trauma. And, um, and it just comes out that easily. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the way it is for a long time. I've talked to so many friends of mine who have been through divorces, been through grief. And, you know, you could go a year and then all of a sudden you start sobbing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just don't know. And, and I'm processing it. I'm in therapy twice a week. I'm doing trauma recovery. I'm doing all these things. So I'm doing everything right. But it is very raw. I mean, it's literally I'm going through it right now. There's, yeah. There isn't even any time on it. It's, it's like current. No, it's like currently happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, when you decided to file, did you do, I I mean, I've not ever been divorced, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's, I mean, it's something that half of marriages go right. through. Yeah. And like, I've seen enough divorces and like watched enough TV to yeah. like know about the process mm-hmm. of filing mm-hmm. and then like finding a lawyer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you call around to like every lawyer so that your ex could? Oh, no. Because that's like exactly yeah. what I would do. Right. Is yeah. Just be like, yeah. do that dick move. Yeah. I, you know, um, we did mediation mm-hmm. so we shared an attorney it was amicable oh yeah so we didn't nice. have to so you're get getting ugly. divorced nicely yeah as much as yeah yeah so but but yeah i mean if not because it can get so ugly it gets ugly my quick. parents if i'm being honest they had a pretty ugly divorce same and it was really really hard to watch and even with distance on it it's even more painful and more heartbreaking because now that i'm an adult and now especially going through my own divorce i really see things i never saw mm-hmm there's i think the saddest part of this to me is that my nephews are not going to remember me Mm -hmm. and that's what happens with divorce is that a family gets divided a family gets ripped in half and i remember being little i was seven when my parents got divorced my mom had nieces and nephews and sisters and all these people that she had been with for all these years in her family. And then all of a sudden done, never got invited to another Christmas, never got invited, never saw her nephews and her nieces. And at the time I didn't think about that, but how painful that must've been for my mom, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I know now there's like modern families and there's consciously uncoupling and there's all these things that you can do. I was just at a, an event or a, a, a family gathering of a friends and the ex-wife was there with the new wife and the kids and it was beautiful. Yeah. That's great. But this isn't how it went down on my family. Mm-hmm. And you have to really set boundaries for yourself. And my nephews are not going to remember me. Yeah. And it's the saddest part of this whole thing is, is that I watched them grow up. I was there when they were born. And now Aunt Jackie is not going to exist. Mm-hmm. And and if I wanted to exist, I could. But then that's 
binding me to this situation that I'm making a decision to leave. Yeah. And I have to do what I have to do. And it's just a shit. That's the shittiest part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart. Yeah. And then it makes me think of my mom and what she went through. And that breaks my heart even more as an adult now mm-hmm. seeing something I didn't see as a kid. Yeah. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. Yeah. I didn't even think of like the extended yes. family that gets involved. Because I was and, like, like we don't have kids. That. I was like, we don't have kids. It's a clean break, but it's not a clean break. Mm-hmm. I'm losing a sister. I'm losing a brother in law. I'm losing my niece, my nephews. Yeah. And they're losing their aunt mm-hmm. and their sister. And it sucks. It's part of it, you know, because families are dissolving. This is a dissolving of a family. Yeah. Oh, so heavy. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And that's why I say my heart goes out to anyone who's been affected by a divorce, especially if you're going through your own and especially if you have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a child of divorce, I know exactly how it feels. Did you know, like, when your parents were going through the divorce, like, that it was really ugly or that things had, like, heated up? Um, Or was it something that you found out later? I I didn't have any, um, you know, comparison. Mm Mm-hmm. So no, I definitely realized it later. Yeah. I definitely realized it later, especially like having friends whose parents were divorced and like hearing how they handled it. <laughs> like, oh, hmm, there is a right way to do it. You yeah. know? Um, and no shame to my parents because I understand it's rough. Yeah. It is rough. It is so rough. Your 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 nerves are so raw, your feelings are so hurt. Um, and you know, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm like a goop head at heart uh-huh. and I'm a huge fan of like the conscious uncoupling yeah, movement same. and i think it's like very progressive same. and cool but yeah. even right now when we're talking and i'm like did you call every lawyer and just like fuck him like i go right. straight to like anger and defensiveness right. well because moment, you know every listen like, every case is different yeah i wanted to take the high road mm-hmm. as much as i could and honestly it's like i feel like this is now kind of the age probably for people and like women in our generation that like it's the time when people start getting divorced mm-hmm. if you got married yeah. and like it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. And the easier you can make it on yourself, mm-hmm. the better yeah. long term. Mm-hmm. Even if you'd really like to just like fuck someone mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to fuck anybody over. Yeah. I'm not a contentious person, Mm-mm. which I, mean, I guess I would is like good. The universe to fuck some people over, right? Well, you know but that like, that I can't help. That. You know, yeah. do you, Uni? Mm-hmm. Do you, honey? <laughs> <laughs> That's on you. But me personally, I'm focusing on myself for the first time ever. So, you know, whatever happens to him or whoever isn't my concern or my priority it's about me now yeah so that's my priority i'm getting healthy i'm doing what i need to do i love it yeah one more question about like divorce and Mm -hmm. then we can move on to reader mail okay love it i want to know like what this situation has taught you about yourself Mm -hmm. like if you've had any like revelations about like your life or your own choices that you would never have known if you hadn't gone through this. Yeah. Cause I I mean, those are so, that's so interesting when you have any sort of like, I mean, even like a friend breakup or you just lose someone Mm -hmm. in your life that you really loved. Yeah. I start to, it opens your eyes about a lot of other things. Everything. If you're everything handling it in like a healthy way, the two biggest things that are coming up are I'm stronger than I think. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't happy and I deserved to be happy. Yeah. And I didn't know any of those things. I didn't know I wasn't happy. 
And I know it's so crazy to think about, but I truly didn't know. Yeah. And it's so funny because I like have lunch with a friend, a good friend. And I'd be like, you know, I wasn't happy. And she goes, I know I could tell. It's like people knew, but like, what do you say? I wasn't happy and I deserve to be happy and I'm going to seek that happiness. Mm -hmm. I keep playing that song pursuit of happiness. The kid Cudi song. (laughs) I I keep playing it and I'm like, yes, honey, I'm on the pursuit of happiness. And then I'm stronger than I think. Um, because I, I had to physically push myself off the ground. I had to physically find the strength to get up. I was on the ground. My face was shoved into the ground. I was defeated Mm -hmm. and filthy and I wouldn't bathe and I wouldn't eat. And I really, truly thought I'm ruined. I'm ruined. My life is over. And I got up and I was like, wow, I can fucking handle shit Mm -hmm. and I can flourish. And that's something that I did not know I could do. And I say it on Natribute. I say, you're stronger than you think. And that's true. You are. Yeah. Until you've been tested, you don't know, but you can handle whatever shit flies your way. You can handle it. That's so true. Mm-hmm. A fucking man. Yes. I'm like so inspired yes. by yes. you right now. Yes. I love that. <laughs> That's a good transition. Yes. Into some reader mail. Oh, I love that. I love a reader mail. Love. The readers are always writing in telling me things, weighing in. We'll probably get some good advice on your poverty mm-hmm. vow, how to like reverse. Okay, so I previously on the pod, I have like a thing about adult owners of bunnies. Okay, love. Where I think that it's kind of like, I think that bunnies are Satan's creature and an adult, like they're fine for a child, but if you're an adult owner of a bunny, mm-hmm. you're a babe. Mm-hmm. So love. I asked for readers to weigh in with like bunny stories okay. or if they agree or disagree. I so can't I've wait. Been going over a lot of this, I can't wait. This is really exciting to me as a <laughs> as an animal lady. What are your thoughts on a bunny? You know, I've had, I've seen both. I've seen really happy, friendly bunnies mm-hmm. in domestic situations, and I've seen like kind of mean, like reclusive bunnies. And so I don't know, you know, I was at the Glossier headquarters last summer Mm -hmm. in New York and they have a bunny that lives in the office and I office bunny. They have an office. Of course, Glossier has an office bunny. You know what I mean? Of course they do. All right. This is eye opening. I don't know how to feel about an office bunny, but go ahead. If if anyone's going to have an office bunny, it's Glossier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's an office bunny and it was like picking up my dog, like sweet, kind. It had sentient thoughts behind its eyes like it was a dog yeah and i was like i can i can get down with this but then i've like i said i've met bunnies that are they want nothing to do with you and they're very cold and like i'm like this is a wild animal let it outside you know what i mean they're like scared of you yes and i'm just like this 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 wants to be outside free Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm very curious about these emails okay hi lara i write to you with the story of a true adult bunning only babe i was (laughs) (laughs) yesing so hard throughout your entire tirade about how adult bunny owners are freaks the year was 2015 and my boyfriend now husband and i decided to open up the relationship mostly because a couple friend of ours propositioned me and i was into it Mm -hmm. it was a pretty great setup that involved my own fuzzy robe and snacks that they bought for me every time i came over We ended up being open for about two years before deciding that we hated most other people anyways. But during those two years, I dated, let's call him Liam. 
Liam was a super hot musician actor who had just gotten out of a seven year relationship. It seemed safe for me because he wouldn't want to jump into something serious so soon, but I was wrong. Things got super intense with some Molly heavy nights, really good sex. And he loved reading my writing and telling me I was a genius. I was way into it for a while. Obs. One thing that always annoyed me though, was how obsessed he was with this rabbit he had shared with his ex. He would tell long ass rambling stories about how much he missed it, how it wasn't fair that she got the bunny when he had paid for it. He schemed ways to get it back and how sad he was that she wouldn't return his DMs about visiting their bunny child. It really upset him that he couldn't see his bunny. It became such a prevalent topic of conversation. Would he ever see the bunny again? Okay, now she said he could see the bunny. Now she's saying he can't. That I would bring extra weed and sex toys to distract him. It only worked sometimes. Sometimes he would even show me the IG account of his ex, whose entire feed was up-close shots of their rabbit. Both of them truly deranged and probably a tragedy that they broke up. I put it with... I put up with it because D to B dick to bomb. (laughs) We ended things eventually because he went on a cross country tour with some Broadway play. And six months later, he called me 20 times until I answered my phone on my birthday to tell me he met someone was getting married to someone who looked a lot like me cough and was moving to literally Kentucky. I wished him well. And then he blocked me on every form (laughs) of social media later apologizing on LinkedIn lol to say his new wife forced him to healthy i would sometimes wonder how he could stand having so much space between him and his rabbit when one day i saw he had unblocked me and there were pictures of a new rabbit he had bought in kentucky he could abandon his career and uproot his whole life at the drop of a hat but he could not live without owning a rabbit in whatever alternate universe where i would have dated him long term i dodged a bullet a bunny bullet love and light that is the best email I've ever read, and we can't read anymore. I mean, it's too good. This needs to be a, sh- a movie. This was a full chronicle. It was a beginning, a middle, and end, an inciting incident. Yeah. This was the best email. Yeah. What's her name? Can we say? We, I don't she say, doesn't say. Okay. Usually, Listen, I keep I'm going to call her the bunny honey. Yeah. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It was, I, I, I'm at a loss. Mm-hmm. You did dodge a bunny bullet. The guy, the guy's a freak. P- adult bunny owners, there's but dick something too amiss. Bomb. Dick too Isn't bomb. that how it always D2B. works out? Yeah. You're like, I met this guy. The sex is amazing. Oh, really? What's he do for living? This is, a- by the way, um, he's into rabbits. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something. Yeah. There's always something. You can't have it all. No, you truly can't. Bravo. Great cold read, by the way. That was an exceptional email, and this I get a like, lot of emails. All the readers are writers. That truly. that she's a that person's a writer. Mm-hmm. That to me, this I was, is the majority of them are yeah. like, I love all the readers of the pod because they write in yeah. these amazing emails. That and, to like, me, share their lives. what are those? What was those Playboy stories? That was like their oh, famous yeah. their famous column. What was it? I can't think of the name of it. Me neither. It's like their famous column. Fuck. Playboy advisor. No. It wasn't penthouse letters. Maybe it was. Who cares? Just cut all this. Anyway. It was great. Yeah. It was a great fucking email. A perfect email. 
I have an email with the subject line pugs. Oh, yay. No need to keep me in- anonymous. I'm Jen. I've been a pug owner for 16 years and counting, and I'm proud. Can't explain how supportive I am of your pug journey. My family became a pug family back in 2003 when my mom was at the mall with my little sister and literally could not resist the cuteness of the pug at the pet shop. Aww. Yes, my family's pug is from a pet shop, which is basically the babe version of a rescue. My mother called my dad for his blessing to buy the pug. He said no. She got it anyway. Babe, a few things to know as you begin your pug life. Pugs have a ton of personality, but they are nearly impossible to train. Mm. They straight up do not listen to you and will ignore you when you tell them to do something. TBH, I've always found it endearing. What's not so endearing is that their immunity to training sometimes extends to housebreaking. They will piss and shit anywhere. You have to be vigilant about taking that squishy face feature creature outside very often, which of course won't be a problem. You'll want to show him or her off to the world. It may seem wild to us pug lovers, but it's not a universally accepted truth that pugs are objectively cute. You will encounter people that will tell you your pug is the ugliest thing they've ever seen. Don't listen to them. They are wrong. Tell them to burn in hell. (laughs) Highly encourage you to join the group Pug Cafe on Facebook. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. It's a community of British pug owners asking questions and giving advice about pugs. A daily lol. Seriously, best wishes to you and Tony. Love and light. A Jen, aka Pug Lover 420. <laughs> okay. Pug Lover 420 is basically like my entire life summed up in a screen name. Pugs do create like pug fans. Mm-hmm. I've now gotten deep into like the pug fan community mm-hmm. on Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm following like lots of different yes. pug accounts. And they are a very special breed of babe. They sure are. That is like I don't I I love them all Mm -hmm. like I love the community around pugs there's yearly like pug meetups or even maybe like every season there's a pug meetup in Las Vegas oh man which looks that doesn't seem conducive to pugs and their squish faces at all really bad place Mm -hmm. to go yeah but like the owners seem to really enjoy and like I just think pugs are the best yeah yeah well pugs are an acquired taste what? Pug people are real. Pug people are mm-hmm. real, and yeah. a lot of a lot of pug people have two. I know or even that's three. what I I need. I'm gonna eventually have a pug yeah. friend for my. Pug. Is your pug a fawn pug or a black pug? A fawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a male. His mm-hmm. name is Tony. Oh baby. I know. Did you ever uh, walk any oh, pugs? A ton. What was your What's your take on a train situation? Um, I feel like. Go ahead. So pugs are, uh, I want to say, a, an Asian breed. Mm-hmm. Um, are they Chinese? I think so. We should look it up. But then it was like, I was reading about them and they were bred for specifically Queen Victoria. She was like a huge fan of them. I remember seeing um, Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. that Kirsten Dunst movie. And, and she is the pug and they take him yes, away from her. Yes. And it's really the saddest thing of that entire movie and Marie Antoinette's entire life is that yes. her baby pug was taken away when she was married off to yes. the Dauphin. So pugs were from China, mm-hmm. but they were brought to Europe at one point. Yeah. And Queen Victoria developed a passion for pugs. Okay, so yes, they're Chinese. I have heard from my old boss that Chinese breeds specifically are very stubborn. Uh-huh. And that could be, again, with the training. There are certain dogs that literally were bred to please you. Yeah. All they want in life is to make you happy. So training is very easy. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you want me to sit? Cool. You want me to... Um, but some of the Chinese breeds, that's not true. They're willful. They have their own will that mm-hmm. you have to kind of fight out. Yeah. So yeah, you might have your work cut out for you, but mm-hmm. it's, it'll be worth it in the long run. And they're very smart. They'll figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll figure it out. It's going to be a test of like boundaries. Yes. 
and like how firm oh my I can god get. and i'm t- i'm ready to get firm i walked a lot of pugs my two some of the i mean i've i've had my heart my heart is so full of dogs i have had the loves of my life be mm-hmm. dogs connie and chester were a geriatric uh black pug couple that i was obsessed with i loved them dearly they were my best friends we hung out so much they were my babies and then i walked a pug i'm not even going to say his name the worst spawn of satan i've ever known why what was his deal he was just wild and crazy and didn't listen and was a nightmare and um (laughs) and he can rot in hell no he was a he was a devil do you think that that has to do with like training it was it nature versus nurture yeah both i mean this dog was touched by the devil Mm -hmm. he was a special i mean because like i said connie and chester on my like top five best dogs list this dog was on my top my top my top worst dogs list yeah you know and so there's no the breed is one thing but there's also other elements just like humans Mm -hmm. you know what i mean this dog sucked my ass i hope that my pug is, is not, a Connie and Chester. Yeah, is a he Connie will and be. Chester. He will be. Is he a baby? He's a baby. Oh my He's like seven weeks baby. or eight weeks. Oh. I know. He's a little croissant. Oh my God. You're going to, how are you even going to manage? I don't know. You're not going to be able to, st- your heart is going to burst. It already is. Like, yeah. I'm already just like broken for this yes. dog. Yes. But I'm also like aware of training mm-hmm. stuff and like how to deal you're gonna and, like, do great yeah i think join the english pug facebook page that sounds so exciting mm-hmm. you'll be fine he's I gonna just be great can't deal with like a angry like evil dog right and unless he like becomes like an instagram superstar right. and makes mommy some money right. then it's but like that, you know i guess do what do you right i'll get you your own house right yeah yeah like room temp evian please in the ball mm-hmm. yeah yeah if he's raking in like 100k instagram yeah. posts yeah he'll fine. sell some bark boxes <laughs> why not use code natch you know whoa you got some long emails too. i got some long here's another rabbit journey dear lara and lovely guest happy birthday while I cannot agree with you on Ferret Love, all the rabbit talk last week sent me into a deep childhood memory vortex. I feel compelled to share, lest there be any listener thinking that a rabbit might actually be a normal pet. Let me paint you a picture. I'm a slightly husky second grader, deeply in love with Umbro shorts, tie-dye, and Disney World-acquired hair wraps. Perhaps not the most popular girl on the playground, but blissfully unaware. <laughs> My classroom had an actual love of a bunny, fluffy who was truly wonderful clean cuddly respectful as the family was not quite ready to take the plunge for a canine the parents decided that since fluffy was a queen a rabbit might be a great choice and here enters max a black thumper bunny our journey into bunny hell begins as we roll (laughs) up to a bleak ranch house in god knows where illinois how we ended up there is unclear as it was pre-internet but regardless we are met by a harried woman whose name i don't know but has to be something (laughs) with cheryl she has literally 50 rabbits in her modest abode which i feel like should have triggered some warning sign for my parents but whatevs they had an off day she counsels us that not only is she comfortable giving max to us oh wait she counsels us that she is only comfortable giving Max to us if we pledge to feed him only fresh carrot tops and the finest greens. Oh, <laughs> and he needed his own bedroom. Not exactly low key, but fine. Whatever. My mom at home and always down for a. Pro- My mom lived at home, worked at home, and was always down for a project. So Max came with us. 
Over the next several weeks, it becomes clear that whereas Fluffy was always cuddly, whenever we would approach Max for a little snuggle time, he'd thump and run into the closet in his bedroom, not to be seen for days at a time. While he was taking his sweet-ass time making appearances, as it's pre-farm-to-table, finding fresh carrot tops for this rabbit becomes a full-on endeavor for my long-suffering mother, only to have this biddy rarely design, rarely deign to eat the $20 salads she's handcrafting for him as her children clamor for hamburger helper. Our patience begins to wear thin after we've had one too many Max attacks, and by this point, the parents have succumbed and bought us a dog, our first, Sadie, which is another story for another time. The nail in the coffin for this devil creature was one day when Sadie came in to sniff out why the effing rabbit got his own room and she was relegated to a crate. She let out Max, allowing him to escape into my parents' room and bury himself under their bed, at which point he promptly chewed through the phone line. It was pre-regular cell phone, so as you can imagine, this was not well-received. The following day, my brother and I got our study back, and Max was reunited with his 49 brothers and sisters, never to be heard from again. I wish I could say I felt badly, but that animal was a manipulative bee. Unrelated, thrilled for you to start your pug journey and looking forward to the eventual trip to Vanderpump Dogs. <laughs> I adopted a dog about a year and a half ago, and as someone who needs a constant stream of Lexapro in my bloodstream, I have to say that my angel pup lady is truly the best antidepressant I've ever had. Oh. Love and light. So, I mean, that's what we're talking about with this pug. You know what I mean? Sometimes animals are evil. Yeah. He seemed sweet. I feel like you kind of know when an animal is evil. Well, the good news is if you get one at a, at a puppy, you can really help craft the personality yeah you can cur- encourage the good and you can reprimand the bad and it will help form him. yeah you have a lot of control mm-hmm. as opposed to like an adopt like i love like a same. shelter adoption same 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 but so you just never know what you're gonna get yeah you know it, we all have baggage did you how did you get your your dog she was i was walking dogs and they were giving someone had a box of puppies and they were giving them away at the dog park mm-hmm Amazing. So it was like a private adoption. She yeah. was never in a kennel or and she was never rescued technically. She was, I say she was adopted. Yeah. But my dog is everything to me. My best friend, my source of strength, my antidepressants, my best friend. I mean, she's my everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't have, I don't know where I would be without her. And yeah. that's, I know that sounds insane, but it's not hyperbolic. She is my angel on this earth. So how long have you had her for? Nine years. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Chooch. Chooch. Mm-hmm. She's my angel. So I relate to that email, the end sentence. She roots for you. Yeah, she does. She's my angel. I almost, I was going to ask if I could bring her and I didn't. I should have. Oh my God. I was going to text you and say you should bring her. I would love to meet her. Yeah, she would be loving it. I could have gotten some great Instagrams of her in this apartment. Dogs are allowed. Yes. Yeah. Good to know. We stand. Hi, Lara, and wonderful guest as always. I have a bit... (laughs) Of a babe story for you today, and maybe it'll encourage anyone to go to the dentist when something feels a little off. Oh, shit. So about three months ago, I had this debilitating pain in my left front tooth, which had already been worked on previously. And I thought, ah, that little fucker. Waited a couple of days for it to pass, which it didn't. True New York way of fucking your week up. And it was as it was a Sunday... And as it was a Sunday at its peak pain, I had no choice but to wait it out before going into the NYU dental emergency. Keep in mind, I'm Australian and didn't really realize that health and dental insurance were totally different. Threw my $75 fee and was ready to get this tooth looked at. Suddenly, a huge crash. The receptionist has fainted. Everyone swarms around her and like my dental fear has gone from a plateauing 7 to a high and mighty 10-5. 
I get called to the little cubicle. The lady is sweet, and we talked about Cabo and Mexico for a while. They were like, hmm, we don't know what this is. And they were like, we can give it a shot, and you can go in for a root canal, which I thought was ridiculous. So I decided to throw the 75 down the drain and wait one more day and go to a dental place my friend recommended in Greenpoint. I went the next morning, and boom, he found a little infection up in the root, which I was then put on antibiotics, and it went away in about three days. Besides the constant bruisage that comes with antibiotics, I was in relief and ready to take on my NYC life once again. Three weeks passed, and that little fucker comes back. I go back and ask, what's up? Another round of antibiotics, and it didn't really go away. Now I'm terrified of the dentist, so I'll put anything off as long as possible. Super self-conscious of this one tooth that we're all looking at, and it's just a nothanks.com for me at this point. Anyway, my sweet Italian dental dentist is like, this looks like we're going to have to get your front tooth pulled. I looked absolutely disgusting. Two weeks later, in a couple cries in Midtown, there I am, sitting on a dental seat with no places to go on to. Bing, bang, bong, he pulls the tooth, no problem. I'm shuffled out the door, and I'm crying on the street, bleeding on myself like that episode of Broad City. Anyways, now I have a fake tooth, which my boyfriend thinks is hot, which I guess is cool, and I've really put him through the ringer on this one, and I know he listens to this, so I wanted to give a public apology to my boyfriend, Jack. Ha ha ha. But my question is, how do I get over being so self-conscious about this faux tooth? Any advice on this would be highly appreciated. Love and dental light. Cal. I just had a whole episode in Ash Butte about denti- going to the dentist and dealing with shit like this. Really? Yeah. What is you? Have you had an easy or difficult dental journey? Well, I have had... I have neglected my teeth. Yeah. And I'm done with it. So I went to the dentist after a long time of not going. Really? How and, long did you not go? I mean, like two years. Not yeah. super, super long. Yeah. But um, my front tooth is calcifying. The root is calcifying. So my tooth is essentially dying. Mm-hmm. My front tooth. No. And I'm going to have to get a root canal. And that, it's going to be a whole thing. And like it gets replaced. Yeah. Your tooth turns gray. It's a whole thing. Oh, my God. So this, I, I hear all this. Yeah. I hear all this a lot, you know, and it's, there's, there's tooth shame is real. Tooth shame is super real teeth are also like such an expensive Mm -hmm. and like major health Mm -hmm. thing that you can't really neglect yes lest you come into this kind of reader situation where you're getting like a front tooth pulled out yes so i don't know i mean my teeth like i had braces when i was in high school and my teeth were all fucked up before and then i never wore a retainer so now they're crooked and i've had a lot of mine either self-conscious like feelings about that Uh and i'm basically just like waiting for the day that i can have invisalign and like fix them all yeah i don't know i found that like taking care of my teeth and like flossing every day and brushing and stuff has like when I introduced, because I was never a flosser. Same. But then I started flossing a year ago and I just started doing it every day at night. Like it became my nighttime routine yep. before bed. And that has helped me get less self-conscious Same. about my teeth. Yeah. I'm all about the floss now. Yeah. Floss, floss, floss life. I want to do like a round of whitening because I feel like mm-hmm. that will help as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I don't know, tell like save money and tell myself like right. Invisalign's coming soon. Hun. Yes. It's 5K. Yeah. You can do it ain't Smile cheap. Direct for a lot cheaper. I know, but Smile Direct, I've read the reviews Same. and it's like a, that talk about a fucking crapshoot. It's like 50% of people that do it are really unhappy. And I got, I went and got my mouth like drawn up with their 3D thing mm-hmm. and saw their like smile plan for me. 
And it honestly left like a gap in my smile where like my teeth wouldn't meet because they don't f- correct your bite. They just correct. Like, oh, the front. interesting. Yeah. That's their whole thing. And why it can, they can move so quickly and why it can be so cheap is because they don't move your actual like back mm-hmm. molars. Mm-hmm. So that can actually make your teeth, even if they appear straight, they're not in better condition and your bite and like all of that hasn't really been fixed and you might end up just getting it fixed and spending more money to correct it down the line. Good to know. What do you, what do you have any other tips for smile confidence? I mean, you got to love what you got. You know, it's a journey. We're all on it. Yeah. We have to reprogram our brains and, and that's not easy to do, Mm -hmm. but that's all there is to it. Cause I'm doing that myself and it's stressful. What do you, how do you reprogram or like, what are your methods like for reprogramming? I think affirmations and, and like mantras finding joy and, um, um, give your life a soundtrack that really builds you up. That's something I never did. Um, listening to the songs that, that change your brain and change your energy and helps a lot. A hundred percent. You said you had a divorce playlist that Mm -hmm. you made yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Maybe you can like link that. It's called KDL Coogie divorce lady KDL. And it's on my Spotify and it's very random. Like, cause sometimes I'd be in a sad mood. So I'd listen to like a sad song, but then the next song is like Katy Perry part of me, you Mm -hmm. know, like, so it's kind of random, but it is very, you know, uh, I, I listen to it all the time. I listen to it on the way here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. My, I've been like, talking with my therapist a lot about how to get rid of like negative self-talk because mm-hmm. I really have like just a negative voice that comes in like I hear it come from mm-hmm. like a certain direction mm-hmm. that is just like shaming me for decisions right. or like wanting me to be perfect all the time right. and like how to combat that yep. so she gave me a mantra that I'm like saying to that voice every time I hear it yeah but yeah the reprogramming your brain stuff is like well, it's years and years and years that we're now trying to like o- overcorrect. Yeah. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're all on a journey. We're all, life is a journey. Life is a journey. Without <laughs> poverty, baby. And I love like a fake tooth and your boyfriend's into it. So like that's a thing too is when you realize like about your about insecurities in general is pretty much all the time you're the only person that cares about yes. it. Yes. And also I feel like quirks unique features as we call them on Nashville unique Mm -hmm. features makes you different and those are the things that people are drawn to and find the most endearing and attractive it's often the things that we don't like about ourselves or what other people see and really like Mm -hmm. and again that's just reprogramming yeah um and really just embracing the fact that you are not the same as everyone else we're all different and we all have different things about us yeah and those things should be celebrated and not concealed or not ashamed of totally yeah sometimes it's so hard to though like especially with like my teeth i dated a guy who was like i love that you have like a crooked tooth that sticks out when you smile and i was like uh you could have phrased that a little different i know and i was like (laughs) i don't like this and i don't like you like yeah yeah into sometimes right and this was like Mm pre-therapy in a period of like deep depression but it turned that kind of stuff sometimes for me would turn into like what's wrong with you that you like like this so much or what's wrong with you that you like me so Mm -hmm. much which is also something I'm working on. Same. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thank you guys for writing in. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, or a babe story, just email me, babepodcast at gmail.com. You have to listen to Jackie's podcast, Natch Butte. 
we're always up to something on there. You're going to be coming on soon. I'm going to be coming on mm-hmm. soon. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thank you for being here. You're really, you've inspired me. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Oh my God, thank you for having me. We had so much fun. Yeah. I loved our talk. I loved it too. And again, if anyone knows someone who can help me um, lift my um, eternal vow of poverty, please. Oh my God, yeah. Write Jackie at Nashbeat.com. Please email me while you're at it. Jackie <laughs> at Nashbeat.com. Yeah, and if you have anyone, like the readers that have some a point person for Akashic Records... Yes email that too yeah why not yeah let's just get a database going all of it yes I need it. drown um, us in emails so tell them where they can find you like on social media and stuff uh so natch butte is available anywhere you podcast most likely episodes come out on fridays but we're actually moving to thursdays soon get excited about that natch butte anywhere you podcast um natch butte on insta and jackie michelle johnson on insta and michelle that. is one l yes and chooch is hello i'm the chooch Cute. talk about dog celebrities on instagram he is a it's a he she she's a she, a she but do we really know what is gender yeah yeah it's a concept we're not offended right she was one of the first dogs to ever get the like jess grooming who did had had the instagram that does Chooch like, is the on the slow. cover of her book yeah yeah just I, that's where i like found mm-hmm. that groomer mm-hmm. it's who's the readers probably know it's like the groomer that does the iconic jess like, rona slow. grooming mm-hmm. yeah the slow motion blow dry videos mm-hmm. yeah chooch is on the cover of her book chooch is an influencer she most definitely is i get sent pictures and we get tagged in photos of people who copy her color looks mm-hmm. that just does i mean the just just instagram chooch a couple days ago and she has her peach choochie did like a peach look mm-hmm. and i don't want to say that active coral is the pantone color of 2019 and choochie did start that trend at the end of the fall so i'm just saying chooch has predicted the pantone color five times in her lifetime and she did it again so i want have you ever done like a, a pet psychic or a pet Mm-mm. past lives? Mm-mm. I would love for you to do that with you. I would too. I just find that all to be, you know, listen, I, I live in LA, but honey, uh, there's a line. Draw the line. I just come on today in therapy. Chooch was with me. And I said, if I could, I would pay you to do chooch. Like if Chuchi could talk to you for an hour, I would pay. Mm-hmm. I would love to know her thoughts. Uh, I'm dying to know animals. Yes. Thoughts. Same. Their thoughts are like food, food, food yes, food, food sleep, food. sleep, owner, scent, owner, scent. Owner. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but, but we like, love still. that. We and love then, that for them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, thank you again. Thank for you. Doing this. And until next time, bye. Bye. Babe? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.